while the reaction to the jobs number on Friday and the reaction to the jobs number now is a little bit different. We'll take a look at that. We'll break it down and see what this week has in store for us. We do know we got some big bank earnings on Friday. Triple D haters will rejoice in this show. He has a a bad trade to tell us about, but don't we all have bad trades? Tim Quast, he's going to join us. 8.35, set the week up for us. This is pre-market prep. This is the only place to be on Monday morning at 8 o'clock. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, good morning, traders and investors. Welcome to this Monday morning show. We're trading in the red by nine and three quarters handles at 41, 22 and a quarter. We got good levels on the upside and the downside. We have the buck up 19 cents at 101.92. Bonds are pretty flat here. Still cannot put that 134 level in the rearview mirror. Crude continues to climb a little bit uh, more calm. Up 27 cents at 80.97. Gold down 9.30, but still has a two in the handle. Silver, that's up 12 cents at uh, 25.22. And Bitcoin refuses to leave the 28,000 handle. That's up $385 at 28,430. Let's bring in Triple D. Triple D. Monday. I don't like Mondays. Yeah. Yeah. I got the Monday blues. It's going to be a tough start to the week. Kind of knew it Thursday night it was going to be a tough start to the week because Oh, that must be Oh, that must be horrible if you find out on Thursday. Yeah, when you, Yeah, I know, right? Happy Easter, Denny. Um anyways, I uh I'll start with my uh not so good trade here uh, that you kind of hinted at in the pre-market. It's Micron and I was short and I am ruined on it here today. <laughs> I have covered and taken the loss because when you're in trouble and you're on the wrong side, what do you do? You eat the loss and you move on. Your opinion doesn't matter. So take us to the news here, Mitch, which was definitely uh, not that easy to find Thursday night, but very easy to find here this morning. So take us to the news. Micron shares trading higher after the competitor Samsung said that it would make cuts to memory chip output here. And of course, you guys are seeing Micron spike but of course, the question now comes, is this really a positive for the industry? Yeah, I don't think so. But what I think doesn't matter is what the market thinks. And right now, this silver lining market, very simplistic market, just takes the headline as the headline is. Oh, competitor cutting output, got to be good for Micron. And, you know, short term, maybe that is a good thing. I just think this industry has got problems here right now. And I think Samsung obviously has problems as well and what the hell is the symbol on samsung i mean this is you know a tough one here but it's got the five letters it trades as an adr um 
you know, and obviously, you know, this reported Thursday night and it was a disaster quarter. And I mean, an epic disaster here. I'm trying to uh, just see I where have, it ended up closing at there. I have SSGFF, but SSGFF, but I don't even know if I'm right there. Why are they so hard? Why can't they make the the symbols on the when they're trading? They don't want to trade them over here, man. No, they don't want you trading them at all. So chat SS. There's so many. Say them all slower. SSGSF. That's not oh, right. Oh, man. No, that's not right. We're trying to find it. In any regard here, it's it doesn't matter. That's what it's matters. It's on the pinks. Samsung, disappointing earnings, Thursday night late. And I'm talking like 7.30 at night late. I did oh. not even know Samsung was due to report Thursday night. So they come out, and it's a disaster. And it was easy to find that Samsung reported and it was a disaster. And you started seeing some other... Uh, the chip stock's actually going down, but Micron was ripping higher. And I decided to take a flyer and thinking, well, wow, Samsung's disappointing earnings. Micron did not have the chip output cut headline yet. Obviously, a few minutes later, you get that headline. You're like, oh, oh, I'm following oh, you. Okay. I'm following you. That's kind of what it was. I'm following you now. I'm like, oh, <laughs> but I'm already underwater. I'm already buried. And I'm already eating it. So I think it's a dumb rally. Doesn't matter what I think. I've eaten the loss because you can't just hold on because dumb rallies often continue. So here we are. Stocks trading up 6% on the Samsung output. Cut. That's the story. I've ate the loss. I lost about, I'd say I lost about two. It's It's been a slower week this week. So um, I, I probably lost about a day and a half worth of earnings on this trade. And that sucks when that happens. It's been a while since I had one trade wipe out an entire day of earnings. But when something's moving six percent, I basically lost the entire move. Um, it's uh, it, it'll it'll hit you if you're doing if you're doing any type of arbitrage because it's hard to make up six percent. Okay, because I thought it was like uh, you just something that you had on and you watched. No, I decided. I did not know this was self inflicted. No, self inflicted. Hundred percent self inflicted. Deserved. Deserved. Sometimes you don't deserve. Sometimes it's just bad luck. You just happen to have it on. It has news. It goes against you. It's like that's just bad luck. Oh no. I decided to be a hero and trying to fade this move without having that memory cut chip with the, 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 right. and have the, the headline that they were cutting output. And then as soon as I got that, I'm like, oh, crap. This is you know going to move the stock. And then you know, obviously it already moved. I mean, the high-frequency traders have it before we do. So anyways, it's just started ripping. And the hedge doesn't do you any good on something like that, well, right? 15 minutes ago, it just started ripping. It went 59 bid, 60 bid. 61 bid, 62 bid. I'm like, is it getting taken over? <laughs> like, I'm literally like asking another trader up right, is it getting taken over? Because it just went up three points in literally three minutes. It looks like a takeover to me. And then you get the headline. It's like, ah, oh, it's Samsung with the output. I'm like, wow. I'm like, and you think like, I kind of thought that most of it was priced in. So I took most of it home. Um, it came in and this morning it has traded down a little bit, but it's been hanging around this 62 and I'm not going to sit here and just, you know, hope for the best that it eventually comes in. We know if Kramer comes on, if the stock's up, he'll talk it up too, because that's what he does. He talks bullish on the stocks that are up, bearish on the stocks that are down. So CNBC likes to toot all the horns of the stocks that are going up, which drives them further. So can't fight it. Just, you know, you're on the wrong thing. You didn't have the headline trade. Not when you don't have the headline, you deserve to lose money. Was it and so? What did you use to use the hedge on it though? Too, and that just didn't make any difference, right? I hedged a bet. 
I hedged with um, a couple other chips, but yeah, there's no direct hedge here. Yeah. I mean, Western Digi's up, but I didn't have the WDC. They were on that one too, so that one's a good one. I have another one on, which is helping a bit. I won't say because I'm going to trade out of this right now. Um, this other trade that I have on, but okay. WDC would have been a better hedge, and it, but it trades started trading up on it too. So I'd say the two that are really moving on this is Micron w, WDC. The other ones, you know, you get like LRCX trading down. And, yeah. AMAT. So it's not moving them all. Obviously, no. Micron's a direct competitor here. Western Digital, too. So it's the ones you think about with Samsung. Interesting area. Um, if you uh, don't have this on and you were long and you got caught in that flush to 56 on Wednesday and you're thinking, oh, if I ever can see a gap fill here at 62.48, I'm out. And there it is. Your pre-market high comes in at 62.50. So that is the big level. Get up there. Sure. Get up there. Work into that red candle where you had a 63.09 close. Uh, but, man, if you got caught in the, that uh, little slaughter on uh, when, Tuesday and Wednesday, yeah. boom, you're getting a chance uh, back here to uh, to recoup some losses. I also looked at, uh, you know, NVIDIA. NVIDIA's trading down. It's not as a direct competitor. I looked at uh, AMD. I didn't look at AVGO. So they just, man, they just went after the Micron. And that, yeah. uh, that was it. Yeah. Uh, one, the one thing I want, why I wanted to bring this up, it isn't just to pout. It's more to teach everybody a lesson. You can't be trading when you don't know the headline. And so many traders are like, I had the chart. That's all that matters. The chart don't matter here after hours. The chart don't matter here this morning. It's trading up here because of the headline. And when you don't know the news, don't touch it. That's the moral of the story. Because that could have been anything, you know, and I'm trying to be a hero. You know, you're 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 trading on it. I knew Samsung had reported and I knew it was disappointing, but I didn't know the chip. So I'm just like reading into it. I was like, well, Samsung's a, a competitor. They're disappointing. Why the hell is Micron trading up on it? So, but I didn't have the total headline there. So moral of the story is when you don't know the entire story, don't touch it. That's my opinion. So that, uh, that's it, that's what I wanted to teach you this morning on that. No, definitely. Is it definitely an important lesson? And I think we could all yeah. learn from that. I always We're talk always about- learning. Yeah, I always talk about strengths and weaknesses and learning from both sides, right? You got to learn from the strengths and weakness. Here, you guys clearly see that, hey, you got to be careful when catalysts come out, especially when we can't read the whole report, right? Yeah. The algos are going to be faster than us, right? They're going to be able to determine what the whole report is way faster than we are. We got to be careful when we're dealing with news catalysts. You guys know, Triple D is more of an expert there on news catalyst so for him to even get caught on the wrong side just shows you how hard it is sometimes a little bit of a victim of thursday night at 7 45 most of your news you know is difficult to get when it's a holiday mm -hmm. weekend people you know obviously have a lot less on the news desk a lot less people running on the news desks at 7 45 going into a holiday weekend yeah. So it was difficult to actually get any news. I knew that Samsung had reported. That was the only news I could get, but I really didn't even have very good details on it yet. They came, they do come, but to get them on the headline, like you're not going to have people just ripping them off there. So you got to be careful when you're trading, you know, and do a holiday weekend because news isn't as accessible either. So multiple reasons why I lose on that trade. And, you know, I just wanted to make that, you know, point today. So um, because obviously, you know, we have good trades, we have bad trades, we're all going to have good trades and bad trades. But sometimes you deserve to lose the money. In this case, I absolutely did. 
didn't know the entire headline, trying to trade right before a holiday weekend when you know news flow is harder to get because it's just not as many people working the desks. And, you know, three is trying to be a hero and saying, yeah, "Yeah, the market's wrong. This is silly. Samsung's disappointed. Stocks, I didn't even know where Samsung was going, but I'm assuming it was going down, but it didn't matter because it was all about this, you know, output cut. That was the driver. And I didn't know that headline. Once I knew that headline, I covered almost half the position. And then I decided to take some of it through because I thought five, six percent. I was like, well, most of it's priced in now. Hoping for a miracle Monday morning miracle didn't come. So I've covered it all now. Lost. All right. Let's get to that jobs number on Friday. Let's do it. And, uh, yeah. Mitch, give us the details on that. All right. Let's go to it. Non-farm payrolls coming in for March. Actual was 236,000. The estimate we had was 240,000. Looks like Dow Jones had 236. Um, also 200. I think they had 238,000. A little bit slightly off our estimate. But prior was 311,000. One thing that this clearly showed is that, you know, we, we're still talking about will we have a soft landing? Well, we have no landing, right? I mean, there's still talks. No one knows exactly what's going to happen with this situation. Another thing that happened here is unemployment actually fell to 3.5 against the expectations that would hold from the previous month of 3.6. So it just goes to show us, it seems like the labor markets are pretty resilient. We started seeing a little bit of a change with that with like the ADP last week, but that really didn't show up here when we got this unemployment rate. And I do just have like a, a graphical image here. This is from Reuters, so shout out to them. Um, they put out this and the unemployment rate, and you could see it. I mean, we're not having any spike in that unemployment rate. So to expect that this is going to go to four or maybe even six percent, I mean. It seems like a long shot now. It just doesn't seem like we can break the labor market. What do you guys think? No, we can't. I mean, you go even out and it's still, you see help wanted signs everywhere. People are having trouble. I went to A&W through the weekend there. They had two people working. The lineup was out and you're like, you know why? They're having trouble finding people to work, especially on a holiday weekend. They're having trouble finding, you know, those minimum wage jobs. Yeah. They're having trouble finding it. So, I mean, people just want to work less. It's, again, the world we live in, unfortunately, has changed since COVID. And, I mean, I yeah. guess it's fortunate because people are valuing families and other things. But for the economy, it's not fortunate. It's, it's difficult. So it is going to be hard to break the labor market. It is going to continue to put prices higher because you've got to pay more to get people to work. And if you've got to pay more to get people to work, they've got to pass those costs through. And that comes through in, with inflation which we're having trouble fighting. I think that battle continues. I don't think we're getting back down to 2% inflation anytime soon. Um, And I don't think you're breaking the labor market anytime soon here either, Mitch. So it's difficult. Yeah, let's let's keep going. We'll keep watching. Yeah, I just want to talk about the uh, price action real quick in the S and Ps. I mean, yeah, did you see anything uh, happen it, there, Joel? Yeah, it was down, and then it just had a nice, you know, it had a nice rally off it, and uh, you know, tacked on, you know, seventeen, eighteen handles from the low of the day, um, and then pretty much when it re- things were reevaluated starting Friday night, they're like, uh, uh-uh. uh. You know, it's uh, it's been a sell, and I don't know if it's like the China. You know, there's other factors that go into it, uh, but so far the reaction that you had on Friday morning, the futures actually stayed open until nine fifteen, 
is polar opposite to what you're seeing now. And I think that there's other factors going on. I think that, uh, you know, we got the CPI this week, right? Um, that's a big number. And then we also have um, uh, the bank earnings on Friday. So a lot of things coming up. All right. Just catching up with the chat. looks like some people were having some issues with Benzinga Pro. If you are having issues with Benzinga Pro, bottom right comment, you can hit that comment what's wrong we'll go ahead and try to get to you as soon as possible just want to mention that unfortunately i can't fix your problems while i'm live but i'm sure someone out there is awake and got to you and we'll take care of you the leak All continues right. here um you know just talking overall market because you were yeah, talking let's, the market here let's talk about the i leak. mean i'm not sure if there's the catalyst you know but there's a lot of things obviously a lot of information is coming through the weekend you're talking about even geopolitical stuff happening here, mm -hmm. Mitch, which we haven't mentioned yet. Maybe we should mention it now. Yeah, let's uh, get into that. Continue to leak yep. here. Yeah, let's talk about that. Of course, uh, the geopolitical news of China ending three days of drills around Taiwan. Chinese jets, warships practicing block, uh, blockading on Taiwan, which is definitely important. I mean, we've been seeing more and more drills happening, and it seems like this even included at least what was said that bombers were actually like weaponized, like they had nuclear weapons on these jets um, that were going around. So comments like that is definitely going to shake things up. Is this meaning anything really right now? I don't think so. I think this is a headline that can be shaken off because the market has shaken off all the worries about China and Taiwan. But of course, this does just stick in the back of our, our minds that we're always kind of concerned about what could happen here. I mean, we, we've been concerned about this stuff for a while. It hasn't yeah. materialized. So, I mean, exactly. the ship has sailed to just, you know, be bearish because of China. I think eventually it's going to be an issue, but it could be a year from now. It could be two years from now. I mean, we were talking about this a year ago. It never materialized. Into the anything truth is we don't know. So, I mean, yeah. we can't just sit here and, you know, be scared of stocks because of China. I can be scared of stocks for a number of other reasons, but China's, you know, not the main one. It can be one of them, but it's definitely not the main one. So... I don't know if there's going to be an invasion. Nobody really knows what she's thinking. I watched Kyle Bass. He thinks there's going to be an invasion. I personally think there's going to be one eventually too, but to time that's impossible, and the market just doesn't care. And who knows how the market is going to react to it? I mean, you know, we've seen so many different – It's we don't know when it's going to happen. We don't know how the market is going to react. I mean – I don't know if they are looking what's going on in uh, the Ukraine and Russia and everything, but if they think that that's uh, a good way to uh, revive their economy and get things going, well, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to uh, re review some of my political science courses, but war it war has been a catalyst for economies, unless everyone's just ganging up on us, which is uh, not a good scenario. But that's the way things are looking right now. Today, with what you're seeing with the headlines and you know the contradictions, and Philippines is not allowing us to uh, you know launch offensive from there. The, the rhetoric is definitely of all the time that you guys been talking about it over the last you know years. So this is uh, this rhetoric is a little bit more. Uh, you know, over the top and some of the other stuff. Uh, and it's always like over the weekend too, when this stuff happens, oh, right? Yeah. You know, markets are closed and yeah, let's do it. You know, let's, 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 uh, you know, let's jam the futures overnight and then kill them. I mean, there's a lot of different, a lot of different factors at work, but it's hitting everything pretty much across the board 
uh, except for, as we mentioned, that Micron's up, uh, but back under 60. Defensive stocks, again, trading higher. I mean, this market's playing defense, and if we look at what's really been strong, it's been consumer staples here. Um, XLP has been taking, you know, tear. It's basically been consumer staples, drugs, and tech. That is what has hold, held this market up. Everything else has been crap. But um, it, that's what's been holding the market up. The rotation continues to hold it up here. I mean, Procter Gamble, obviously, it's down a little bit here this morning, but it's been just rip, roar, and rally. And McDonald's is making new all-time highs again here this morning. I'm not sure if there's another headline here. Yeah, I think they but, finally released news on their layoffs. But is that what it is? More layoffs? I know they, they were talk- well, they were already talking about it. I think they yeah. finally starting to. Yeah, that was a nice move by McDonald's. They told everyone to stay home. Yeah, that and day. they said we'll like, we'll figure it out. <laughs> No, but then they let people go while they were at home. That's why they did it. They didn't want them in the yeah, office. Yeah, they didn't want them in the office. They fired yeah. from, from over Zoom. They didn't yeah. want to see computers flying firing. out the window. Yeah, work from home, not working from home. That's yeah. uh, I've read an article much. about that. That's a, I wonder if that's, that's going to be happening anymore here in uh, in the near future. Yeah, I mean, we got to keep watching for these kind of value plays to continue making moves. I think that's something definitely to keep an eye out for. Um, also, um, one stock that started getting going that I'll keep an eye out, Walmart, last week, right? That that started getting going a little bit. Um, they did give that little kind of warning outlook, but uh, it's still still making a nice move right now on Walmart. What do you guys think about uh, discount stores? Man, it's strong. I mean, it's been moving right? up. I mean, consumer staples, defense. People yeah, still the- shop at Walmart. When times get tough, they buy more stuff at Walmart when you're, you're looking, you know. So, I mean, it's Walmart is often a recession trade. So, yeah. it's not surprising that this does the stuff holding up. Somebody's saying oil, too. I mean, yes, oil has held up very well as well. You know, on this show, we've been talking about buying oil on pullbacks here lately. So, I'm still along my oxy. So, yeah, I'm with oil as well. Um, I, Let's go it's to the oil the market, news today. It's got the rotation to keep it afloat. I mean, this is why the S&P is still where the S&P is. It's all been rotation. And it seems like when something's going down, something else is picking up the slack. But, you know, the strongest has really still been technology, guys. I mean, look at Microsoft's move on Friday. I mean, this was, you know, three days of leaking. And then they just started buying it in the afternoon. Uh, this is Thursday, obviously, because I'm getting days confused with too many days off. But, you know, Thursday. <laughs> 283 Microsoft Joel at 11 o'clock. The 11 o'clock turn, this thing went straight up nine points. It went straight up. Look at that chart. Straight up. No news. Yeah. Straight up. Nine points. Not even a sniff of a pullback. Just like we can't stop buying right up to a new 2023 high. Yep. So, I mean, this is the stocks that they want. These are the stocks that they think work no matter what. And you know what? We've been saying it. I think if you got relative trades on, I think tech still does outperform because when we've laid this scenario out before, if we get more banking issues, tech's going to hold up better, you know, but then the market's already pricing in a pivot. We get a pivot. Tech holds up better if we get a pivot. So the only way tech loses is if start, inflation starts to rip higher. That's when you've got to watch your technology trade. If we all of a sudden get a CPI number that's like hot, hot, hot then technology trade will come off. So I don't think the technology trade comes off. Just what I'm saying, I don't think you see a significant pullback in tech relative to the market until you see inflation start ticking higher, we get a hot CPI number. And that's what the market's doing. And that's why they continue to buy tech because they think inflation is still ticking lower. 
And, you know, who are we to argue with that? So far, the data has shown that it is still ticking lower, albeit at a pretty slow pace. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get into the oil news. Uh, let's go to Pioneer Natural Resources. Shares are trading higher after following a report suggesting that ExxonMobil has had talks with the company for a potential acquisition. This was originally reported by Wall Street Journal. We know their rumors are usually a little bit better than others. So definitely let's focus on this, how this could affect oil companies overall today. Maybe some trade off of sympathy. What do you guys think? Um, well, we can talk sympathy. Let's talk the PXD first of all. Rumors are rumors. We don't know if they're going to materialize into anything. This is a Kramer darling, so he'll definitely Uh-oh. be parading around here on this one. Um, is that 12.33% dividend? Is that like a one-time special? I see a 12.33% yield on my screen, but is that just because it had a special dividend? I think that's just because it had a special dividend. I don't think that's the overall yield, and maybe chat can verify that. Um, I, I just because I'm noticing 12.33% yield, that must be from a special dividend. But I mean, it's often the, the, been the thing like you get these big pops on rumors, then they don't materialize. You know, it's usually a ring the register opportunity. It's a huge move up 6% here, um, 221. You're coming into like an, an area we get, it's got room to two that, that high of the move, I'd say 234. But again, you got a big pop here already. You've come off the highs, it was 225 here this morning. I feel like it's a ring the register opportunity, but you can't argue with oil and oil is starting to turn here again. So right, right sector, but this is just a big move. So I'd probably ring the register and then try to rebuy it lower. Yeah, as always, when, uh, you know, when there's rumors out like this, you get the initial surge. So if you were playing it that way, you got a pop. Uh, you are now six bucks off the high of uh, 227.70. So if you're, you know, if it's, doesn't get back up towards that area pretty quickly, or you don't hear any, you know, more news coming out of the companies of an official deal, then uh, I think you could just leak lower. Um, Joel went to mute. I have no idea what happened there. It doesn't look like he's on mute. No, he's not on mute, but we lost him there. We lost Joel, the audio. Can you hear us? Now you're on mute. Go unmute it. See, we got you back here. There we go. You got me? Yeah, yeah we got you, Joe. I don't know what happened cut out, there. But you weren't even on mute. We were blaming the mute button, but it wasn't the mute button. Huh. Somebody uh, didn't like something they were saying. 2770. The AI inside your computer didn't like something Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> so you wanted to get back up to that area, 22770. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, path, you know, you could leak. I don't think you'll get back down to yesterday's high until, you know, they like pull the, you know, it's official. Like the deal is off. The other thing is just, just overall, I mean, this stock has not been a great performer. I mean, I'm just looking overall where this stock was in 22, like those old time highs and where I'm looking, some of these oil stocks are. So I don't know. I don't know if it's such, I mean, to me, you know, nowhere near the all-time high, maybe not as well-run company. Maybe they got over-leveraged in 2022, but um, I don't know. I, I certainly wouldn't be chasing this one. And if we could get back down to that area where it was before the rumor, uh, 209.90 was that high from Friday. One thing I definitely will be watching for crude overall is Where'd if we get- Where'd the rumor come from too, Mitch, just before we I, I, I stated topic. it, Wall Street Journal. Well, oh, it was WSJ. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. So yeah, yeah I, I tried to get you that for us. I yeah, know it's so important. You. So definitely thank you. Yeah, originally recorded Wall Street didn't... Journal. No, you're good, yeah. Dennis. So good. I, I think it's important to know also where the rumors come from. Yeah. It's definitely important to catch team. When you get a um, WSJ, there's usually pretty good reporters over there that there's some substance there. It doesn't always materialize into something, but you know, it's all—it's not like it's coming from some blog post or blog. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it at least has something. something there. Yeah, yeah. All right, now of course, uh, crude will be watching. Do we get back into the seventy candle? That's what I'm watching, right? With the OPEC news last week, that got us back into the eighties. We've stayed into the eighties pretty much all week last week. So I, I look at WTI. You guys can look at you know the front month or or whatever you guys are checking out now. Um, but definitely, what do you think about this, Joel? Is that kind of the levels that you're looking at to see if we come yeah, back into that range? You know- well, you know how I, you know, uh, you know, was down on oil before that big rip and the OPEC thing, and then I go mm-hmm. on my rants about, uh, well, we know what they're doing. They're really, pumping, yeah, they're right? pumping, baby. They're, they're pumping. pumping, baby. Well, I heard something. I, I, I heard something on CNBC mm-hmm. that actually made sense to me. Okay. Well, maybe OPEC's cutting, but what about all these other companies? You know, the, these other countries. They're like, oh, OPEC's cutting back. Okay, baby, we're going, we're going full tilt. We're going at it. So uh, I don't follow the inventory numbers enough to know the implications, but I just think, I just say, hey, eighty bucks and pumping it out, getting it out there is a heck of a lot better than sixty six. So I, I still, I think that there, I don't think demand. I, I don't know about demand, and I think if the economy slows bad, the demand's gonna be waning. I think they're just trying to get everything out there whether it's opec or these other oil producing countries they're just they're just pumping it out man these are prices that you know historically high prices and they saw it at 66 and they're like you know how you know how much that means to like the saudis and some of these other countries 66 you know versus 80 i mean you're talking about billions and billions and billions of dollars so um, that's, I, I, yeah, that's, uh, I guess it was in a wall street journal report. So that's what I think. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not touching crude here at 80 bucks. I'd like to, you know, like to be, I asked uh, Todd Gordon about putting on like a, you know, some kind of option trade that could, uh, you know, capitalize on it, you know, some kind of where you're selling, selling some, uh, uh, you know, yeah, some like calls a and yeah, like a butterfly clip, yeah, butterfly. butterfly. Mm-hmm. But I still don't, I mean, those things get cut. I'll just buy puts. Rattle, baby. And then, and then, and then watch it, watch the premium erode and then, Watch it collapse like two days after my options expire. But you gotta that, throw a straddle what, on that baby and ride. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, but well, then you're buying two options. Yeah, right? yeah. Why not? I mean, hey. Yeah, it, you gotta lose premium price, on both ends. But I uh, mean, if it fluctuates in between there, and you expect it being there like all year, like I don't, I, I don't know about you guys. I don't expect oil to be down at let's say forties. I don't expect oil to be at one hundred and twenty. But yeah, I could PK, expect it to yeah. be in between, let's say, eighty and hundred this year, right? So yeah, PK, PK, PXD. You must not have been listening to me when uh, when it was at one twenty and everyone said it was going to two twenty. So um, <laughs> there you go, buddy. Put that in your pipe and smoke. And, and just for the people, for the dividend clarification here, I just yes, there is a big while dividend. We're in the background. So what PXD does is they pay a quarterly base plus variable. 
So mm. they they pay out when they're having a good quarter, they do pay out more. So this is a variable Ooh. dividend. This is not a fixed dividend here. So for the people who are saying, yes, the yield is 12.3%, the yield constantly changes on this thing. I did not realize that, but in about two minutes of research, I just figured that out. So some people can do more homework as well. There they say, I'm uninformed, but do your homework too, because this dividend continuously changes. So it's a different dividend, yes. it seems like each quarter. So you yes. got to be careful just looking at times get tougher, that dividend yield Boom. will drop. If times get better, right that dividend yield can go up. So it's a variable dividend that it pays. You can see it right there in the yield right here, how it just changes throughout every time. And so you there can you see go. that yield just changing right there. Yeah. So, so it cool. pays a variable dividend. Obviously, it's been a very good time for oil companies in the last couple of years with oil prices where they are. So they've been able to pay out more. So just remember that that, you know, if we go into a recession and we go into tough, tougher times, they actually pay out less of a dividend in tougher times. And well, All that right. definitely accounts for the price action then. Why you know, yeah. I'm looking at it so far off the whole time high <laughs> after throwing after throwing out those kind of dividends every quarter. It's kind of hard now. Yeah, I know. If it just had like the continuous 12% <laughs> yield, you'd be like, well, you might as well load up on this. But again, we're in the best of times right now. So, yeah. you know, it's like that, you know, movie, you know, as good as it gets. Is this as good as it gets? Probably. All right, now I will bring us now to a trade that, you know, Dennis said he had a bad one with a kind of a tape bomb that hit, and I had a good one with a tape bomb oh, that hit. Nice. Let's talk a little bit about Tesla here. Um, so I am, full disclosure, short from Tesla, 185.34. Put nice. this on on Start Swing Trading on Thursday. Um, could see that hourly uh, chart and I could see that was starting to top out there was expecting to see some kind of turnaround in tech was I expecting to hear uh, mega factory from Shanghai no but that can always happen right let's see what happened in Tesla um, Tesla announcing our next mega factory will be in Shanghai capable of producing 10k mega packs per year some say Elon is trying to supplement output for mega pack factory in California Elon Musk tweeted tesla is increasing production rapidly in texas california and nevada our competitors require subsidies not us that said competitors get subsidies tesla should get them too however tesla did indicate that the real wheel drive model 3 vehicle could only benefit from half of the 7500 ev subsidy so if there's anything maybe hitting them today, I think comments about like the subsidies are definitely affecting them. Uh, Mega factory in Shanghai should be a positive, but of course this could be viewed as a negative because of the uh, reduction inflation act, of course, with the EV subsidies. Of course you see it here. They're letting you know that their real wheel drive model three will only get half of that. This is the outlook. Of course, it's going to help companies like Ford and GM get their subsidies. Something to think about too um, is Tesla's had a rough couple of days, but tech has taken off so much. It just makes me scared to be short this thing. I have no position on it. Um, I think you got a big level coming up too, which is Thursday's low 179.74. So let's see if that can hold. Um, yeah. I, I've, I've never liked the Tesla valuation, which is why I'm not long it. But at the same time, I can respect that, you know, tech companies have, you know, been, you know, the, the place that this market has wanted to be in 2023 and Tesla's at a great year. So it's hard to get full on bearish it here yet. I think if you were to lose that low, it'd be a little bit uglier, but, you know, we're still kind of within range. So 
I'm kind of just neutral on the stock. Joel, what are you um, um, yeah, no, I, I'm a take. I mean, I know you're you're talking like if the market's going to continue going higher, tech is the place to be. Yeah. But I just don't feel like the market's going higher. I don't think it's ripping higher. I think there's too many unknowns. So um, I think this is a very concerning chart uh, for the market and for I- investors in Tesla. I mean, it clearly failed at 200. It had just a ridiculous mm-hmm. run in so far in 2023 competition is heating up they're cutting prices it's gonna hurt margins i mean i'm not i'm not rah-rah tech i'm not uh you know uh because i don't i I think the market is had had a rally here so i think if you're looking at a chart you want to be concerned about the overall market look at tesla here it did it failed at 200 i can't remember the one news where it popped over 200 but i could see this thing easily what what was the low it went from that was uh, deliveries one oh yeah one oh yeah right there um so you had a hundred and what 160 you know 115 point move right mm-hmm. 60 uh off i mean this thing easily i could see it coming into the 160 area and then deciding and then if it breaks through 160 Boom. I mean, there's gap. A, yeah, there's absolutely nothing under there. So I'm not, I'm yeah. not, rah, I'm not rah, rah, anything except uh, uh, T bills and, uh, you know, four and a half, five percent. And what I would say is that I, I definitely would separate Tesla from the major uh, mega cap tech, right? I know that it is in that, but at the same time, it's not having the same reaction, right? When you look at Tesla's chart, does that look like Microsoft, Apple, or Google? It did in the first, no. but you're seeing separation here now. So yeah, it's kind of like the value tech has held up Apple, Microsoft. It's a good point, Mitch. In the last month, you're starting to see even Kathy struggling, the 40 not making new highs. I mean, Microsoft making new highs. Apple's right near new highs. Google's trying to break out, make new highs. And then you look at ARKK, which is more of an indicator of, you know, the growthy tech, you know, nosebleed valuations or zombie companies. And it can't get back up over the 40. So, I mean, Tesla's something, obviously, with that, because ARKK is a huge portion of it is Tesla. But, I mean, until ARKK gets 40, it's hard to get bullish on these, you know, nosebleed tech. Where's Musk been? Where's, is, uh, I know you guys are on Twitter more than me. I mean, there was a, for a while, he, I mean, last, last thing I heard, he said, Twitter's half of what he paid for it, which I tried to tell him that the entire time. He which, knew it anyway. Yeah. He, tried, he, he knew it. He tried to get out of the deal, Joel. Yeah. Everybody, he knew it. He just shot his mouth off too much. Market collapsed in the meantime. Valuations all. He thought it would be cool. And then he realized, oh, man, I'm really overpaying for this thing. He tried to get out of it. There was no way out. He had signed the deal. And he realized that at the end, there's no way out. So we all, he knew it. You know, he knew it. There was no way out. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get out of Tesla. Let's get into everybody's favorite time for Monday. You guys know what time. It's Tim Quas. Get it dancing. Get it moving. Tim Quas, baby. Market Structure Mondays. What's going on, Tim? How we doing? Unfortunately, I don't see the mountains, but we got Tim. That's all that matters here. Let's get... I'm yeah. back under the fluorescent lights, which yes, uh, yes. yeah, so which is unfortunate. But you're, you're, uh, tell you the know, truth, Tim, you're in your bunker. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hanging out with the art collection. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> uh, I can see Tim having a bunker. Don't worry. <laughs> you invite me, Tim, because I'll keep, I'll keep, I'll keep it laughing out there. I'll keep it funny. Let's go. Let's get right to the action. Of course, this week is the big bank week, right? 
I mean, what are we going to be seeing here? And what's the data telling us going into this week? Uh, well, that's that's a lot in in uh, as a setup, Mitch. Uh, good, <laughs> oh, you know it. You good know to, it. Good, good to see you. Happy Monday to you guys. Uh, <laughs> the the uh, well, let's have a look. So I, there are two words as I'm listening to you talk about big tech and Tesla. You know, you know the the words going through my head are supply and demand. That it, no matter what the charts indicate. Uh, what ultimately determines what direction everything goes, the economy, the business you operate, the, the stocks you trade, ultimately it comes back to supply and demand in the market. And uh, so let's take a look at big, big financials uh, since those kick off, I want to say Friday, I think it's Friday, it. I think it's it. Friday with, uh, with uh, Wells Fargo, a couple, couple others. And so let me see here if I It's can, actually uh, Wells Fargo, JP Morgan, Citigroup, uh, and PNC. I mean, that yeah. is the yeah. day. That is the day. Uh, this is kind of odd. Oh, there we go. Now we got it. Okay. Uh, sorry. I, the no worries, screen was too. giving me different good. stuff than it normally does. And did is this working or are you not? Are you only seeing me? I, I, I see. I see uh, our stream yard right now. If you could sw swap it with the. Uh, Market structure. So you're not seeing Tesla, right? Yep, I see the issue. Okay, hang on. Hey, hang no on. worries, no worries. Hold on. Sharing those screens. Tell. Hold on. Yep, I can see the issue. Okay, bear bear with me. We can uh, get the, that location of that Famous. bunker right quick. <laughs> it. I have not seen what it showed me. It's. Uh, it was uh, unusual. Okay. It, so no worries. When you hit the present, sometimes we'll see uh, windows at the top, and then you'll see entire screen on the top right. Now, for the first time ever, it shows me a blank, uh, just dun, dun, blank. Dun. Yeah. So uh, the only thing I can do is share a window for some reason. I can't. I don't know why, but we'll take this mm, window. Okay. That's, so, that's just Chrome giving you some yeah. issues, but we'll it, do the window. There it, you go. Yeah. I got you. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're up. We I got noticed Tesla. that I've got I've got Tesla up. Yeah. So so let's go to big financials. By the way, this is Tesla year to date. Since we're here, we might as well talk about it briefly. Yeah. So, Mitch, if you're going to short Tesla, mm -hmm. you want to short Tesla when demand begins to deteriorate and you come mm. down and look at supply is very high. If supply is 65 percent short and demand begins to deteriorate, that is the time to short and keep shorting all the way till everybody covers. That's really the way to do it. So where are we now? We're right at five, but supply is falling. I would not. Yeah, see that supply. I, you know, I would that no matter what. Now, now it could be that demand will deteriorate. If demand does, you're fine. Demand deteriorates and supply right, and you've got something working for you, which is the broad market sentiment. We'll come back to that. But let's go over to big financials. Is this is what you want to look at? But if you're going to trade things, folks, into earnings. This can be very helpful to you. You want to know what the supply demand balance is before you do something because it's the best way to avoid getting caught out. And so uh, if I look at, I've got big financials isolated to these six big banks. And, uh, you know, there are other things you could put in here, uh, presuming you can see my screen. And, okay, good, good. So, you know, if I look at these, you can see the things people are favoring. And it doesn't mean it won't change into earnings but right now people are favoring i'm a little bit surprised by that wells fargo because it's a five it's right in the middle 
but mm-hmm. supply is 30%. In the broad market, it's 50. Realize the broad market is 50% short, actually 50.5% short, and so 49.5% long. If it's more short than long, what will be the bias of the market? It will be down. Doesn't mean it's going to fall apart. The market in the last week, basically flat, Dow up a little bit, S&P 500, NASDAQ down a little bit, right as we expected. Remember, we talked about this last Market Structure Monday. I said things will change in the new quarter. All that boom will end. Doesn't mean that tech's going to fall apart. Communication services has done fine because it's a perfect, but it's a large passive large cap blend is communication services. It's the largest investment category in the world. So but look at these two. Those two look good. Goldman Sachs, 50% short. Morgan Stanley, 51% short. Uh, Tim, can I I just stop you for a second? Because we've had a lot of new listeners coming in. And and when when you're saying 50% short, people might be like, well, I look at these short interests on something like Goldman. It's probably, I'm guessing, it's probably like 3 or 4%. Your stats are not short interest. Your short is coming from where? Can you explain it? So short short interest is a 1974 measure, folks. Mm Are you still driving a 1974 car that you haven't restored? <laughs> so that's how it's 2015. Out of date, right? to, to I, look, I drive a 2016 Lincoln MKX. So the cars are depreciating assets. Beware of that. That's, you know, so the, yeah. the, uh, this measure came from the reinstitution of an uptick rule. The SEC put in a modified uptick rule, meaning yes. there are rules around shorting, and that happened in 2010 in a day, 20, 2009, but the data set began to be furnished to the public in 2010, and it's called short volume. And it re- merely means, very simple, folks, Very st- all trades are either long, short, or exempt, and very few of them are exempt from these rules. <clears throat> there are a bunch of exemptions, but call, call out 100% of, of volume is either long or short. So what this is telling us is that 50% of the trading volume in Goldman Sachs is short. Now, it's about the same as the market, believe it or not. But if I'm looking at these, this will immediately tell me, because the beautiful thing about market structure is it's objective. It is not biased by politics, economics, pick your thing. It reflects all inputs. And so all the inputs say the people are more long Wells Fargo and JP Morgan than they are Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley. Now, so that, but that's what that data set means. It is short volume, not short interest. Short interest, you know, we track it too, but it is not the way if you're trading yeah. short term to use the data. It's not it, going it, to help you understand. It's a market making measure here too, it is, is it not? When you're talking uh, about short volume, because majority absolutely. of your orders out there are market makers, you know, and uh, people think that they're trading, you know, oh, I'm trading with the pharmacist or I'm trading with this. For the most part, you knew pricing an order, you're usually trading, you know, with a with with the market maker on the other side of it. Absolutely. That's going to be well over 50% of the volume. Well, and if you're a and if you're a retail trader, that's you and me. Yeah. 95% of the time we're going to be trading with a wholesaler. I almost an off exchange market maker. Exactly. I finally had three or four trades make it to the exchange last week. After (laughs) you know they make it there when times are crazy. (laughs) And and it's a sign of weakness, right? If I if I get a trade that executes at the NYSE, I'm concerned. You know, if I have a trade executed in NYSE retail liquidity program, which means somebody got paid to trade with me. 
I know the price is going to go down and I'll sell the rest <laughs> of it. So <laughs> it's, I'm the sucker. Uh, but yes, and that you should know this. This is the hard guys. This is the hard part about trading meme stocks. If you think you're going to short squeeze somebody, you, you need to understand the market better. Market makers can create stock to fill trades. Exactly what happened here. There was a huge demand. This is the, this is the bank crisis right here. And this is city and city had a whole bunch of people short the stock, but it was covered within two weeks. Right, so this is a trade. It does not tell us about the health of City. It only tells us that people hammered City short, but immediately covered. And probably most of that is market making. Happened back here too. This is a huge. This is where City stopped rising. People began to think there were trouble in banks at the end of January. And you can look at other. You could look them up. Go look up Truist Financial. You know, this is one. Uh, it, it's a great. It's been a great. I, look, I've got no knocks against Truist, but you can go look at it and know what everybody thinks about Truist. It's very handy to be able to look and see that everybody was short the stock heading into the financial, the, the banking crisis. Look at that huge spike. But now where is it? Back to 40. So you can't continue to short financials until this returns. When it does, you can. I don't know when that's going to happen. It will. I'm telling you, it will happen. All we saw was not even one shoe drop. So there will be more things that are coming, but the data will tell you. And don't try to short something because you think it's going to go down. That's it, a terrible strategy. Just to expand on your system, like it's mm -hmm. more of like follow the market maker system, correct? To a certain extent, because if the market makers are scared to short the stock, maybe you should be scared to short the stock too. Is that kind of the thinking behind it? In, in a way, because yeah. who is going to know the, the supply and demand best better, in the market? the market maker. Nobody. No one. They're closest to the data. They consume all the data. They're going to know. Yeah. So, uh, and it doesn't matter whether the global macro funds, the trend followers, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the uh, statistical arbitragers, whatever you want to pick. It uh, doesn't matter what they're doing. If the market makers are consuming the data and going, well, we don't want to be short that, they know it all. They're consuming yeah. it all. So yeah. it's very important to know, know that. And you can look at the broad market. So this, it will tell you the same thing. If everybody is short the market, here's where everybody was right ahead of the, the banking crisis. And the data behaved oddly. And we were wondering, what the heck's going on? And it was the banking crisis. Yeah. Uh, but they immediately covered then we were short. Where are we now? Well, still above 50%. But notice this is kind of the, when you have rising demand and falling supply, that that produces gains. And it absolutely has. But I think we're getting to, well, I don't think, I know. Statistically, see this red line here? Yeah. So when stocks go above this red line since January 3rd, 2022, we do the math on this. Uh, when we go above that line, stocks uh, only 5% of all gains occur there. 95% of the gains occur in between the two lines, the green and the red line. When we go over where it is now, 6.7, the, the, if you add up the amount of time that the market spends at that level, since January 3, 2022, it's down 15%. So what would you do? Well, Mitch, here you go. Rather than shorting Tesla, maybe you short the market. I mean, if that's where we are, there's a high probability, not tomorrow. It's you got to look a few days out. I would say, you know, options expire next week, right in the heart of earnings season. 
And it won't surprise me if we get to those and these two things reverse, that demand is falling and supply is rising. I'm not predicting that. I'm just saying that historically, that is what happened. Because look what happened here. February 9th, 6.5. The stock market still went up, fooled people. But we knew there's the absolute bottom for shorting, absolute peak for demand. What will follow? The market's going to go down. And this mm. is the market, by the way. And it plunged. Okay, so you can know what's coming just by reading the data here, which is the input of everything everybody knows, believes, hopes, thinks. It's kind of so, it's kind of like we're up here, but really, there's no good reason for us to be up here. I, yeah. I the only reason we're up here, Joel, is this: there's been a decline from 52 to 50 in supply. That's really less than a That's five it. percent yep. decline. That's it. That is, the, but and you could go add it up. How much is the market up since here? About two percent. <laughs> so that it tells you that if this if it doesn't change, if that were to continue to fall, we're fine. But what are the pro, what are the what is the probability of that? Well, it's statistically less than one percent. So if I were betting, I would bet that the market declines. Not immediately. We could have a good up day, good da uh, down day, another good up day. It's not linear. But the linear isn't what you want to follow. The linear is price, and it will fool you and catch you out, whereas supply and demand will tell you what's occurring. It's not, there's no perfect thing, you know, as I like to say. It's we like know Winston that. Churchill said that. about democracy. It's the worst form of government in the world except for all the others. I just so, wanted to, like, sum it up here, too, because people yes. are asking, well, how do you know Citadel or when Citadel is on the other side? You can't know a specific market maker. I mean, there's anonymous, you know, you don't know who exactly it is, but you're kind of aggregating all the data yeah. to try to give you a picture of what market makers or informed money is doing as a whole. There's no way to know like that's Citadel on my other side of my trade. No, but it doesn't matter. You can know categorically. Exactly. So fast categorically. trading is Citadel. So yes. Citadel is currently the lead behavior in airlines and cruise ships, which are peaked. So beware. You know, don't get caught. Don't chase that. You want to when when airlines and cruise ships rise above five and supply is falling, Citadel's telling you you can go ahead and buy. When that's when it peaks and you start to see a change in the supply side, that look they they know everything. They know whether there are more limit orders coming in or the goat not. man. It's, Kenny is the goat. Yeah, I don't care who Kenny you follow. Goat. That's right. I don't Kenny care G. who you talk to. <laughs> The person who makes the most money in the stock market <laughs> is Ken Griffith. Exactly. He is the GOAT. He is the exactly. GOAT, G-O-A-T. He's figured it all. Obviously, he's got you know, the market structure figured, the plumbing figured, everything figured. There is nobody better at trading than Kenny. Ultimate well, market structure trader. That's right. Well, I say keep up with the GOAT then, right? Um, I just up. threw up there, market Tim's structure edge. Up. You guys can check it out. <laughs> Tim's right on the tail, right on the tail of that goat, baby. And if you All want right. to, yeah, what you should trade is diverging supply and demand. Notice that. Benzing at April 10, you want to buy stuff that has diverging supply and demand. I'll, I'll end with this. This is the stuff I would look at. And the interesting thing is there's a lot of healthcare in there, like Boston Scientific, uh, uh, Tenant Healthcare, Alnylum. Believe it or not, Caesars, you know, it's down some. Sometimes you can make money. Notice that the intraday volatility for Caesars is 4%. So if it, if it drops 4% and you have a good supply-demand divergence like that, the probability that you make money the next two days is over 90%.
So that's that's the way to think about it. Don't worry about what Caesars is doing. You could say, oh, it's in the casino business and consumer discretionary spending is declining. That's a stupid thing to own. Look, it is a stupid thing to own, but not to trade. If it gives yeah. you a signal, trade it. You just have to take what the market gives. And right now it gives short term behavior and supply and demand. And that's the way it is. I don't like it, but that's the way it is. <laughs> All right. Like always, keep up with Market Structure Ed. Just threw up the link so you guys can get your two-month uh, free trial. Check it out, team. You don't even need a credit card. Nope. Have a good one, Tim. Give it a try. You, you guys, time. too. Have a great week. Thank you. Good Thanks, time. Tim. Great info. All right. Let's peek back into the market really quickly. Joel, how do you see the hey, overall just market? Yeah. We're just uh, – it's right. been a slow, steady leak here. Uh, really, since 7.15, we uh, have taken out the pre-market low. It's uh, starting the week off on a bad foot here and uh, really no no support. Actually, our weekly low, Thursday's low, uh, that came in at 96.50. So that's not that's the number on the downside. Bulls are going to have to step up uh, ahead of that. So not a good start to the week. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get to our trade zero stocks to watch today. All right, team, let's go ahead pulling up the, the big movers here. Let's go. Let's take a look there and we can yeah. do just percentage up sure. or net change up here. Let me just do overall. All right, let's take a look here. I do see a uh, recent AI name that has been making big moves. Be wild, careful eh? out there uh, with GFAI and the AI names overall. Those things have been really moving as of late. So keep your eyes on this one. This one recently moved up there to 15, then pulled back. Another rip in this pre-market up there towards 1760. Be careful out there with this one, but definitely we'll keep an eye on it. Why is it making this move? I just think it's just AI hype. I don't necessarily think it's something that the company is doing here. But like always, you guys take that with a, a couple of grain of salt. So we'll see what happens. Take it back to AI because interesting right where AI bounced. And if you look, Joel, you'll like this $20 level. Holy mackerel. You want to talk about the levels of all Boom. levels. Look at this level in AI. One of the most volatile stocks, you know, in the market right now, AI, but it is giving you a level of support like I haven't seen in a long time. We had the double bottom back in January 20 or back in March, early March 2030, 2033, came back, retested twice, 2028, 2016. And then the last couple of days, same spot, 2050, 2040, 20, just enormous on this stock. So obviously that's the line in the sand if you're bullish or if you're thinking of bounce. You want to absolutely hold that 20 as bounced 10% off it already. But wow, what a level. Yeah, but just be careful. One thing I've clearly seen is this one has had days where it does this at the open, right? So just be careful with the stock like this. It's wild. We'll see what happens. Definitely wild to trade these AI names. All right, let's keep going. We'll go to another one here. Uh, let's look. What else we got making big moves? Of course, Micron still Micron, making Micron, move. that's my sad WDC is going to be Same moving thing off, off of Micron. that. Exactly. Yeah. So keep yeah. your eyes on those names. Uh, Sark up today. Of course, that's opposite of Kathy Woods, ARKK. So keep your eyes on that. We'll see if this can go higher or not today. Um, of course, I'm just keeping an eye on this because if growth names are going to take another hit down, well, then, yeah, maybe we could look at Sark. What do you guys think about Sark ETF? Yeah. I mean, I just do the ARKK short. If I wanted to go short ARKK, I would just short ARKK. So, um, 
I mean, but you know, in, in a lot of cases, like at Robin and stuff, you can't short stock. So I get it. People do the SARC when they're getting. And if you look, I would just look at the ARKK chart to go right to the thing. And we've said it struggled mm -hmm. at 40 here. So yeah, until it gets over 40, it's hard to be bullish ARK. So I would say the opposite because SARC moves opposite until SARC gets under 40. It's hard to be bearish SARC. Yeah, I, I wouldn't touch ARKK until we at least get out of this range. It seems like we're in this little triangle. We need to get up there through 41 or below 36 in my eyes. But I'll just keep watch on those. Yeah, 43.34 was that high on Friday in uh, Sark. It hasn't quite reached that yet. So a lot of highs at the 43, you know, 30, 40, 50 area. That's your, that's your major resistance if it keeps going. All right. Uh, CTLT, Catalan. What do you think about this one? Any idea on this one? I don't follow this company. You're going off the grid mm. here on me. So what? I have no idea what this is, actually. Uh, I'm going to add it to my universe maybe today, though. What is CTLT? Yeah. Yeah, so um, I, I've just seen this company move consistently. It's a, it's a little bit of a bigger company. Yeah, I'm it's interesting sure that it's, it's not on, that I haven't traded it before. So I'm just so essentially this is a contract a development uh, manufacturing organization or CDMO. It operates under four segments, biologicals, soft gel, or oral technologies. Um, so it looks like pharmaceutical customers. Um, so this one's an interesting one. It had made a recent kind of pullback did it do like kind of an earnings gap has pulled back into that earnings gap and you're finding some bounce. What do you guys think about this chart at least? Uh, this is gapping up uh, next Let's daily high that you come into. I mean, looks like there's room up to 68, but uh, that's another two bucks away. Uh, maybe if you're interested in this one, try and pick it up at the top of yesterday's range at 65, 64. So, all right, I'll let you guys finish up and triple D I'll check in with you later on. Everyone have a good day. Yeah. Another reason why I brought this one up is an upgrade today by Deutsche Bank, okay. uh, upgrading to buy and raising price target to 88. So when these smaller to, companies get upgraded, they can sometimes really move. Yeah. It's not a bad one. Let's go to the net down, see what we see there, see if there's anything standing out to us on the net down rcx is down 11 bucks here now um and Ooh. applied materials is going to trade down with that those two yes. i do pair trade together so when you see rcx you automatically assume mat is going to have a bad day here too um you're seeing separation here with the samsung stuff as well so mm -hmm. interesting you know where micron obviously a beneficiary and then you know you got to dive in here and it's not good for all of them and lamb research here trading down 11 bucks here 480 this has been a stock that has actually held up very well. Um, so I think this is an important thing to catch now. Concerning. This, yeah, yeah like this, this could show tech turnaround, right? I mean, a little yeah. bit. I mean, one thing I started seeing these start to go last week, but it could also be maybe worries with uh, kind of the CHIPS Act and stuff like that, China concerns coming back into play. I think that could maybe come into these. Of course, these are more of your semiconductor equipment. Uh, stocks, right? And so uh, these are like the infrastructure behind these. So keep your eyes on Lamb Research. There's a couple more. Uh, ASML, right? Uh, is another big one in here. And so keep your eyes on these to see if they start getting a turnaround today. A lot of them have like resistance, like big resistance right above. So that could be another thing. They could be just pulling back towards like further support. So we'll see what happens on these kind of uh, semiconductor equipment stocks. But I am seeing a lot of tech names here today. Uh, Dennis, I don't know if you're seeing that, but Baba showing up here. That looks a little bit weak. That one's been strong as tech a Tech is weak here today. 
There, yeah. there is no doubt this morning we've been talking about relative strength and tech that is not apparent today. Tech is mm -hmm. relatively very weak. Obviously, Tesla leading the charge, pun intended, down 3%. Apple yeah. down 1.3%. It's a big move down for Apple here this morning. Google, I think we got to talk about Samsung weighing on the overall market, though. As much as it's good for Micron with this whole, and I don't know how long it's good for Micron, but this morning they're seeing it as a positive with the, obviously with the, cuts yeah. um um in production this is not a good sign for overall tech i mean samsung is a major player crosses a lot of different you know and, and uh, across with a lot of other tech companies here and i think we've got to give samsung some credit for the weakness in overall tech here today yeah so um samsung obviously you know disappointing earnings if you had just joined the show now thursday night they did talk about a you know a, a production cut, which is why Micron is trading higher. But overall, you don't want to hear about the demand issues that Samsung's talking about, and I think that's spooking people on tech here this morning. Definitely do think that's spooking some people. I'm going to keep an eye out to see what happens with this, but definitely something I'll watch today to see if it continues. Right, um, I'm going to keep playing that Tesla short. We'll see what happens with that one. Now down to 179.40. So uh, as soon as I get probably out the gates i'll probably take a little bit see if we get some uh continued down move but i also will keep watch to see these big tech names microsoft apple can they continue the strength that'll be a big watch for me another thing to kind of watch i'm seeing gold pull back a little bit this morning um if we for some reason get this down move in tech i could see gold kind of continue the up move yeah. so i'll keep an eye out on some gold trade it's already pulling back in the pre-market but this could be an opportunity especially if we get the turnaround i, I like the, the pullback and gold as a buy i do mm -hmm. i think you're coming in a good level in the gld this 185 is where we broke out yeah. from now we retest that so i think if you're and again it's about your overall macro picture i mean if you think you know we're blasting off going all-time highs in the stock market you don't want to own gold but mm -hmm. if you think that we've got more trouble ahead perhaps another bank failure gold will catch another bid in that environment so i like gold on pullbacks here i'm still bullish gold short term and the last news i want to bring up here is frc's uh dividend suspension right will this come into play do you think that maybe frc is the next bank to fail here i've said that for a while i don't i hope there's not going to be any more bank failures but i mean this is the one that everybody's watching you know so it's yeah. suspending the dividend they're conserving cash here now spooks people a little bit more i mean the yeah. stock and we've talked about this kre and this is what keeps me out of the market so you know the one thing and obviously i've missed this recent rally you know in the s p we've rallied up significantly in the last few weeks I have been on the sidelines with it, not from a trading perspective, but from an investing perspective. And the reason I keep holding a lot of cash is because I don't see the KRE getting out of here. And eventually, if we start to get more bank failures, the S&P will go down. So I don't think we're out of the woods here. It's just not telling me we're out of the woods. I mean, FRC is still sitting down here near the lows. KRE is sitting down here near the lows. A lot of the major banks are sitting down here near the lows. And that scares me. Again, we can go up without the banks. But we can't go up if banks start to fail. There's a big difference. Financials can just stay here and the market can go higher. But if you see more bank collapses happening, the S&P will fall in that environment. So it's the boogeyman. It's the elephant in the room. It is what is keeping me on the sidelines. I'm still scared. Yes, we haven't had a bank failure in mm -hmm. almost a month here. But we can see the tea leaves here are telling us that we're not out of the woods or the KRE would be rallying and it is not.
definitely something to keep an eye out. And definitely, like always, you guys want to check out extensive inventory of short locates. Check out Trade Zero, of course, if you guys are looking for some shorts. And definitely check out Zero Pro, their flagship software. That's what you see us use here. And, of course, we're going to wrap it up here. You guys yeah. smash the like button. And last comments that I would have is um, it looks like we're getting more and more comments also out of France. Uh, it looks like Plasma bringing in some conversation here. Of course, French President uh, Macron stating that uh, Chinese capital of Beijing, that Europe must reduce its dependency on the United States. Comments like this will definitely shake things up. Um, you know, that's one thing that we're clearly seeing is there's kind of this battle between the East and the West right now. And will that continue expanding and kind of heighten tensions uh, in between China, the U.S., Russia, and this conversation that's going on right now? There's a lot we'll to see, think about. There's, there's a, a lot, lot to worry lot about. There. Again, yeah. as a trader, you know, you just trade what's in front of you. As an investor here, I'm still just a lot of cash just because of the unknowns. And I'm, I haven't changed that. I haven't been going and buying stocks here. You know, we've had a good pullback. You know, it actually, you know, from where we were just a couple of days ago, we've had yeah. some stocks pull back here. So you've, you do have some opportunities here. It's not like this market is just blasting off without us. But it just, I, I just with the unknowns, I just can't, you know, again, there's going to be a time where we do, you know, we feel like we're getting past it. You know, we're safe. But until I see the KRE start to rip higher, I'm skeptical of all market rallies here. Yeah, and it's tough. It's tough to kind of be in the bullish tune when we're still seeing these banks kind of tick down and tick down and tick down. They need to stop. We need Schwab to start going, stop going down. And yes, yeah. it stopped for a day. It was good news on Friday, Thursday, you know, that it did not make a new law. And Schwab is up here this morning. That's good news. You know, that's good news. We need to hold on to those lows. We don't want to see it start making breaking down below 48. Um, the, the recent double bottom that just put in from the mm -hmm. last two days. But Schwab being down here near the lows still scares me. The bank's definitely something to keep an eye out. And we'll see if that tech trade does turn around today. Micron up off of the Samsung news. We'll find out by the end of the day if it's still up. Have a good one, Dennis. You see have to go, go do what you do best. See my you, friend. Get to your trading action. We're going to get you over to some trading action right now. Of course, live trading coming up next. Don't go anywhere. We got a lot for you guys. Zunaid, Lord Ryan, and my have a great week planned out for you guys. And we're going to keep pushing forward. Like always, you guys can keep uh, joining into the book club. If you guys want to check out Japanese candlestick charting techniques, we're going to be back at it this weekend. We took a weekend off. So if you guys want to join the book club, feel free to hit that form in the link right now. And now to get you guys over to some trading action. Let's find out what we get into today. And of course, stick around. Like always, Benzinga's got a great week for you guys. And Cannabis Capital Conference coming to you in just two days. Smash the like, team. We'll see what's going on in the trading environment today. Let's see if I can get a little money money. My swings on Tesla looking good. And I got a couple of more to go ahead and cash in. You guys want to check out what's going on? You guys come on over. I'm ready to go ahead and get it moving. Let's go, Money Mitch time. I'll see you guys over on live trading.